0: I can feel it i'm just like i threw up like cold it was still like cold just straight beer in my mouth swallowed it down and i remember i looked over and because it was halloween and there was freddie and scooby next to me uh like scooby-doo you know and i'm like oh shit and i turned and i sprayed like it, it came i couldn't stop it you just sprayed beer on the wall on the door and then the girl who was hosting the party I don't know if she was supposed to be slutty kitchenware or what, but she had like she had a pan on her back and like just a thong or something. And I threw up on her from head to toe. All
1: right. If you want to hear the rest of that story, stick around until the end of the podcast. But first, let's uh, get into some strength sports and strongman related things. Recapping some stuff with Dan Hughes and Justin Loy. Uh, It's going to be a new segment we're going to try for once a month where we do this Triple Threat Podcast. And uh, cover fan questions, um, specific training-related questions, mental uh, uh, questions, and uh, just anything else you guys want to drop for these guys. Uh, We may have some other guests here and there. As well as recap comps and uh, talk about what's coming up. Either Clash, Super Series, uh, Arnold, uh, ASM, things like that. So yeah, without further ado, here we go.
0: Yeah, so I was gonna get a MacBook, and then my I was a when I was a young private, and my team leader is like, no, you don't want that. You want because like Mac sucks. You want a dell or an hp something with a that something talking nerd talk to me and um he's like especially if you're doing like computer stuff if you ever get into gaming you want this and that i'm like okay cool and he's like get a two-in-one and i was like all right well you know you're a nerd so that makes sense and then um i've hated it ever since so
1: <laughs> it's a two-in-one in computers
0: like, so you can have a laptop or a tablet
1: uh, oh,
2: I, feel like that, I never tablet. use it. I never use mine as a tablet, but I can. It's technically touch screen. Yeah, mine's
0: a touch screen too, and that always messes up. Yeah, but,
2: yeah. For I got mine as kind of like a uh, when I was at the Rainier Classic earlier this year. I was by myself, and I was like, I do kind of need a computer, um, and I've been putting it off. But I went to Best Buy, and this Lenovo. Whatever it's called. Uh, it's very cute little. Oh, the Yoga 6. It's a very cute little laptop, but uh, it's got like a fabric back, backing and stuff. But it was like $200 off. So it's like an $800 laptop. Oh, yeah. Well, it is even more than that. I think it paid 500 and list price was like 800 But I can play games pretty well if I want to. I don't really do that that much, except when I go TDY and don't have anything to do when I'm doing a
1: weight cut, but you, you still use so? that. Do you still use that PlayStation 2 that I gave you for games?
2: Uh, it was a three. We have it.
1: Was it a three? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, we have it, but we haven't set it up. We also have a Wii. I think I'm going to set up the Wii. Because with how, fun. Gaming, with how my gaming habits are, I think I would enjoy it now more than a PlayStation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like the Wii too. And you can get the little gun attachments and shit, and it's a little more interactive.
2: Yeah, because Nat's parents brought her her Wii from when she was a kid, and there's a ton of games, mm-hmm. and they're all like party games too. So like Mario Party, the Wii sports, like Mario Kart, stuff like that. Those games are way from more
1: fun. Mario Party eight was going for like three hundred dollars during the yeah. pandemic when I bought that. Remember when I bought that Wii? I was oh, yeah, for yeah, games. Yeah. And I wanted to play Mario Party, and I, dude, the only one that works on the Wii, like they were, there was like two of them, and they were between two and three hundred dollars.
0: I got uh during the pandemic, I got a Nintendo Switch. Um, oh yeah, but I couldn't find one anywhere, and my friend went in. He lives in Montana, and he went into a Target, and they had two of them left. He tried to buy both of them, and they're like, you can only buy one, and so he bought one. Walked out of the store, walked right back in, and bought the other one. It was weird. But uh, I just like, went
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were using that when you were doing the hot bath in uh, Waco. God. I remember that. Yeah, dude,
0: that yeah. kills tongues. You forget about dying.
1: <laughs> I had a buddy um, that I worked with at that drywall place in Washington, and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, I think, and he couldn't find a switch anywhere. Um, but he did find this jewelry store, and with the purchase of any ring over a thousand dollars, you got a free Nintendo Switch. So he decided he decided then and there he was going to propose to his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, <that's
2: laughs> so cool. he got a
1: Switch and an engagement ring,
2: and then he got addicted to playing Switch, and then she broke off the engagement.
1: <laughs> Probably. No, I think they're I think they're doing well. They they already had a kid together, so. You know, living in sin already. Wow. <laughs> today's today's culture. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, so, Dan, uh, before we got started, you were talking about you were writing your own program. You broke up with your coach.
2: It was amicable. <laughs> no. Um, uh, so, background for me, been working with Anthony Furman for... Uh, over two years now, no issues, no complaints. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've only improved and gotten better. My performances have been good.
1: What happened?
0: He left. Look at him. look at how he's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad face
1: to get stuck. I mean, oh, I gotta take it. oh, no. Ah, hey, it. You, uh, Dan, you froze and we missed all of that. <laughs> oh, you froze with your face like, it was great. Yep.
2: Um, what was the last thing you heard?
1: You said that you worked yeah. with Anthony Furman, and he has ma- been making progress with you. Okay.
2: So I've been working with Anthony Furman for a little over two years. Uh, been making nothing progress. Uh, really only one injury during that two years uh, that I've come back from. And then uh, – but the, the reason – I decided to move away was my long-term plan is to, you know, take on my own clients and start coaching. Um, not necessarily as a full-time job, but I have some other career goals that I want to do that don't necessarily involve strongman. But I do enjoy coaching people on a one-on-one level um, or on on a personal level, but I've never really written programming for people. The only programming I've done at all was for myself to help my recovery. Um, with my spinal injury, um, and that went pretty well. I came back and was deadlifting stronger than I ever had before afterwards. Um, and obviously I ended up winning nationals after that injury, which is cool. But, but given that being my goal, like anybody who's done coaching or who has been coached knows it's not something that you just like one day you're good at it. So Mm -hmm. I figure right now, right now, uh, is a good time as any um got 20 weeks until clash on the coast um to start doing my own programming so i can kind of use myself as a crash test dummy um to see one if i even like it i get it might end up being something that i really am not that interested in and then you know go back to anthony uh and then two uh Like, Am I any good at it? And what do I need to get better at? Because like, obviously I know me as an athlete, people know what I'm capable of as an athlete. Mm. So if I'm not improving, it's not going to be me as an athlete. It's going to be because of my programming. Um, And I don't want to use somebody else. One, I don't want to take somebody who's already good and use them as a crash test dummy or waste somebody's time who isn't good and like just wants to be good and them not know better or me be like well maybe they're just not that good athlete so i think i thought this was the best way forward uh i asked anthony that like he would help me and uh kind of be like an advisor and mentor as i do this but he fully supports it um so before anybody jumps to the any conclusions there's certainly bad <laughs> <or> anything uh <laughs> it's totally fine
1: just one uh, more person on the gram breaking up with Anthony Furman.
2: We're not we're not blocking. We didn't untrend each other on Instagram, so don't worry. Oh, yeah. Just
1: to re-add each other in a week?
2: Um, no, 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 that That's all fine. But but I'm excited. So maybe I'll come in last place at Clash, or maybe I'll do all right again.
1: Um, <laughs> so at this point, I have all- no one
2: else to blame but myself. I immediately regret <laughs> this decision.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. So we all—I mean, we all know the kind of training style Anthony has. Um, I know you've trained with uh, Kale Beck before. What yeah. are you drawing influence-wise for what you're planning to program for yourself?
2: Um. Well, I'm a huge nerd. No shock there with my uh, obsession with uh, Star Wars tattoos, Star Wars Lord of the Rings, and all other fancy stuff. But also, I love data and i love taking data and using it to improve so a different a different approach that i'm going to take this time it's a lot of it comes from hold on one second my dog is going nuts
1: uh, <laughs> luna please stop she's jealous can't really hear her or anything so if that's a concern yeah she's not she hasn't barked yet but okay oh there it is Yeah. She just keeps whining like this.
2: Okay. (laughs) So what I plan, like I said, I have 20 weeks out. We're going to make sure uh, the events are going to be released December 15th um, for Clash. Mm -hmm. So I think there's 10 events. So I'm probably going to do like a 10-week.
1: Justin and I both checked like like, what what the date was.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like a a peak slash actual comp prep. And then I'm still going back and forth on the time of the strength block and then the hypertrophy block. I'm not going to work on strength for 20 weeks straight. I mean, I could, but especially given where my body's at right now anyway, um, I've lost weight since nationals for a number of reasons, a lot of travel. I got super sick this week. Um, Not COVID, but I don't know what it was. It was the most evil, like, Bodily fluid evacuating disease I've ever had, um, and I thought I lost all just water because it was like eight pounds in 24 hours, and then, you know, five days later I'm still eight pounds down even though I'm hydrated and like I've been eating. Oh, are you still? Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't weigh myself today. Yesterday I was still 234, um, which is weird because at first I thought it was just water, but I've like rehydrated it and been eating pretty normal and still lighter um and i mean i can see it in my face uh, too like i definitely sure. look a
1: little smaller uh so I'll do yeah i see push i push see push. really really good shadows underneath your chin which are, is a little i mean it was <laughs> concerning at first
2: well if i don't do that I get.
1: This. oh there you go yeah there, there's the dan i remember yeah okay. it's wild that you you're skydiving, right? what was that
0: your your weight like it's good that your weight's down because you're going skydiving right
2: Yes, I do have to be under 230 yeah. uh, so really, in like two weeks years. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm going skydiving with my brother. <laughs> uh, the weight limit is 230. So I have to do a little cut that anyway. It's really the sickness. Yeah. for me. So he got to go It's kind of –
1: there you go. It's interesting that like we can cut like 20 pounds of water for a show and then be back up 20 to 25 pounds like a day later. But you had this happen. And yeah. a week later, you have not recovered. It's just interesting. I wonder why that is. I'm sure it has something to do with uh,
2: your body protecting yourself as opposed to when you're manipulating water and stuff. You're, that's exactly what you're doing is you're manipulating your body into letting go. And then you rehydrate it. And ideally, mm-hmm. you do it at least so that your body receives that fluid correctly but in a situation like this, like your body's literally just evacuating everything through Mm. either end of the body. And then when you start uh, uh, trying to rehydrate and re-eat or refeed, it is in more of a protective state and less like, sweet, give me all this food. Cause I know the worst day this week, I would eat like two crackers and it, I'd feel it hit my belly, and then I would just pass out. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow. like digesting food was so tiresome. Um, I didn't sleep much at all Monday night to Tuesday morning because I was on and off the toilet. And then Tuesday, I would just like wake up, take a sip of Gatorade, close my eyes just to hope that it didn't cause me to throw up, and then pass out. It's um, rough, man. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty gnarly. I actually, I haven't been that sick probably since I was in high school.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: So. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right, sorry. Sorry. I pulled you away from your, uh, your programming influences. Anyways,
2: so aside from like doing the, the different phases, which I mean, none of everything I'm going to say, none of it is groundbreaking. So I hope no one yep. thinks that I'm like, oh, and it's not necessarily stuff I've never done before with Anthony either. Um, so I don't want everybody to think that I think I'm a genius for doing this. But um I'm gonna start recording the amount of weight and volume I'm actually doing and comparing that and using it for uh uh that data for like undulating periodization, meaning on a heavy week, um I'm not going heavy on everything. Like I'm if I'm doing a heavy deadlift or heavy deadlift uh, event training, like I'm not also going to do heavy or max overhead press the day before. Um, Yeah, Justin, sorry.
0: (laughs) All gas, (laughs) no (laughs) brakes. Yeah.
2: Well, all gas, no brakes is pretty much what got me here. Um, So there's something to be said for that. (laughs) However, as I'm getting older, and I'm still not that old, I'm only 30, But my body doesn't believe that.
1: Uh, I mean you're the the oldest one in this chat, so that's true.
2: Um (laughs) I'm trying to see if this, like I said, this is experimentation for myself. So I'm trying to see if this this helps for me um and kind of increase my longevity in it. So Mm -hmm. obviously I don't have the data yet for myself, but that's what one thing I want to focus on is um, recording all of it and see. Um, both for the hypertrophy, the strength, and uh, the comp phase. But so we'll see. It's exciting. I could totally fail, which would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> or it could be great, which could also be awesome. But that's where I'm at.
1: I don't think you're going to fail by any means, um, but yeah, sure. That's always a possibility. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it works. I mean, I like that you are implementing your own style and like figuring out what a little bit of a different approach than what you've been doing with Anthony. Cause I mean, if you were just regurgitating what Anthony has exactly. you do, I mean what, you're not a good coach at that point. You're just a copycat. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. You know, and I have, works, like, but.
2: I, I know what stuff has worked. And I know what stuff hasn't worked. And that's Mm -hmm. all stuff that Anthony and I, like we talk about, we'd be like, Hey, this isn't working and we adjust it. So obviously I'm going to avoid those things. I'm not going to try and I'm not going to retry things that have failed in the past, at least not in the same exact way.
1: Right. Yeah. That's good too. I mean, you have the relationship that you have with Anthony and many other uh, elite people that do have their own coaching. Yeah. styles and their own clients that they have tried true methods with that you can bounce ideas off of and really kind of draw from different influences and make sure that you know what you're doing actually makes sense you know that's it's awesome yeah
2: yeah i know i've surrounded myself with a quite a few knowledgeable people that um uh, i'm not too i i don't feel totally alone in this so that's good
1: yeah how's uh how's the diet coaching going for you justin
0: uh, pretty good. Um, I've kind of capped myself at like with like taking on clients and stuff, just because I need like I need to take a minute and like get organized and um, get more like a better structure to it, mm-hmm. just so I'm not because like um because I don't have a lot. I think I got like I'm up to like 15 now. Um, which I don't know if that's a lot or not. But, um, but like before it wasn't like when I had like less than 10, it was easy to manage. Um, especially with like everything else I'm doing uh, sure. But now, it's just like, like all of a sudden it's the end of the week and I'm like, I got all this stuff to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's going pretty good. I mean, everybody's, I, everybody's pretty happy with it. Happy with the results. We got everybody in like, like an off season, just, you know, losing weight, gaining weight, doing whatever you do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty good. I don't know. I like it. Yours
1: are, yours are mostly like competitors, right? It's not like all gen pop.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of competitors. I want to branch out into just, you know, like your normies, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Non-competitors. Uh, I don't know what to call them. Civ-
2: civilians, if you will.
0: Civilians. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just to dabble in that. Um, but like, I don't know. Working with athletes is cool because especially like when they see results that they've never seen before, just from like working on diet and mentality and just like some breath work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And cause I had a couple people that competed recently and they're just like, I've never felt this good going into a competition. And that's a combination, a lot of, cause I have a lot of, uh, I do a lot of Tyler Young's clients. So
3: okay.
0: his training, my dieting, they're just like I feel great. I think at what at um Kentucky Strongest, there was like I don't know, there was like three or four of them that won. Or, oh that's awesome. That many. But yeah, like yeah, there's good numbers that place first. If they
1: lose, are you gonna kick them out of your program and yeah, replace
0: course. them? Yeah. Okay. Later lose. Um,
3: yeah. Dan's gonna have so, to so, kick himself
1: out of his program <laughs> when he loses. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah Dan hasn't fired me yet so we're doing good
1: that's right you do Dan's nutrition how's uh obviously the weight gaining was going well until he got sick i know you were over 240 regularly finally
0: because well, we, we talked about it a while ago him happened to do to go or want to go skydiving mm-hmm. um, yeah which him getting sick kind of changed we were just gonna do a water cut but <laughs> um,
2: yeah well <laughs> so this this might be easier as well It might be easier in the sense that, like, if I stay around 235, we can do a water cut, but then I don't really have to stop eating. I just just drop 8 to 10 pounds of water, and I don't have to, like, uh, you know, do what I normally would. Because just with a water load, I can lose 8 to 10 pounds with really Mm -hmm. doing anything weird. Um, Because I also don't want to get on the plane and fly there. And then, because we're going kind of from the airport to the uh, skydiving place, I don't want to show up and just be miserable. <laughs> like <laughs> the good skydiving.
1: So yeah, I was wondering about that too. Like, I mean, luckily it's only a few pounds, so you're gonna be fine. But yeah. let's say it was still over ten pounds. What do you do? Like, are you, is there a danger to being that dehydrated and then going directly into skydiving?
2: <laughs> I doubt it. Um, and my only evidence to say that is soldiers jump out of planes all the time. Hmm. And so Fair. soldiers are pretty much consistently dehydrated. Yeah. At least mm-hmm. the, the general population of them are. Um and that's usually not what never heard of that being an issue. Yeah, they've I never it. Of, I
0: mean monster and dip. <laughs> yeah exactly
2: like you, <laughs> ripping darts and uh drinking energy drinks before you load up and jump out of a plane it's different altitudes though so, um but I, I still i highly doubt other than just maybe if you're already terrified or something but like i've jumped mm. out of plane multiple times before i'm not worried about it if you are like dehydrated to that level combined with like losing your shit
1: because you're jumping out of a plane yeah if you were to put yourself into like shock or something yeah but like I think that shit's super fun. So, yeah, yeah you'd be um, fine. Yeah. Um, so, Justin, back to I mean, you started with your nutrition um, your business, I guess we'll call it as of now. I don't know that you have an, a legit like LLC or anything yet.
2: No, sell a lot them out like that. Jeez. I don't have a name. What's or anything. That? I said, sell them out like that. That's DC listens yeah, well,
1: well, you got to step it up. <laughs> I'm trying to push you.
2: <laughs> it. Said nobody
0: taking people's money. <laughs>
1: uh obviously like that was a goal that you set like a long time ago we've known you for years and you've been like wanting to start doing that and you finally got into it what uh what kind of process do you go through when you're like setting goals for either your career or competitions you know lifts in particular whatever goal might be you know how do you how do you move forward with setting a a track for that
0: yeah so um i like to set like I guess like like having like long term long term and short term goals. Um, and then like those more longer term goals of like um you know, whatever it may be, you like set it. And it's it's better to have like a set goal rather than a big goal, like like to like with lifting a lot of people, are just like I want to get stronger. But like what mm-hmm. does that mean? You know, like, like everybody's getting stronger. But if you get like like setting a setting a goal, and then you kind of backwards plan that and set like little short-term goals on the way to that and kind of look at the process on how to get there. Um, That's kind of how I go after things and kind of break it down because then it's like can be overwhelming and kind of seem like you're never going to get there if you just like, this is my goal, and and then that's it. Like you don't do anything. Like you don't look at how you're going to get there. You're just like, I want to be here. And then you're like, all right, you know, but if you set like little little marks to get there, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah,
3: like I think.
0: When, uh, I guess like when I first started with the coaching thing, like I just started with Dan
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was just my guinea pig doing stuff. And then I was still like, in. yeah, still. I
1: like, I like that Dan's approach is I'm going to do this on me because I don't want to waste anybody's time or anything. And Justin's approach is Dan. Come over here. <laughs> Let's see yeah. if this works.
0: <laughs> well, I would let Dan do my programming. I don't care. Sure. Yeah, uh, I know. But well, I mean, like I was doing stuff on my show, <laughs> but it was Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think it's because like a lot of times you like with me, I know I'm worse about doing my own dieting and stuff because I can kind of like I'm like rough it. I'm like, eh, you know, like I can eat this and I'll be all right. But like doing it for somebody else, it's a lot easier to like structure it and be like, I can help you get to here. But then myself, I'm just like, eh, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, started out with Dan and then I was like, okay, I want to get, you know, eventually I want to be, you know, doing this as like more of like a bigger thing, maybe a full time thing, whatever. And then so like, what was my backwards planning to get there and it's like, okay, I want to get 10 clients. And I was like, how am I going to do that? You know? And then finally I had to like put myself out there and then uh, slowly they just started trickling in, which was a good, like a good, a good pace to where it's like, I t- get a couple here, a couple there. And then, yeah. And then it just makes it easier rather than, you know, trying to, I guess like take on everybody at once or do everything. <laughs> then you're overwhelmed. So you're like, go from, you know, nothing to, you know, dealing with like whatever, you know, 10 people right away. Yeah. And then you're slow progression. Yeah.
1: You touched on a couple of really like good things there. I think uh, a big one is setting specific goals, not just saying, like you said, I just want to get stronger, like set specific goals, the little goals on the way to get there are huge. But then also something else you kind of touched on was set your big goal. And then Mm -hmm try moving backwards from that in steps on like how you would get there building that ladder.
0: Right. Like, um, I think, yeah. So like, I guess related to like lifting and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you want to like, you want an 800 pound deadlift, something more reasonable, 600 pound deadlift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're like, so like, that's what you want. Like I want a 600 pound deadlift and then it's like, what do you have to do to get there? And mm-hmm. so you got to like, look at where you assess, like look at where you're at and where you want to be. Do you need to, you know, change how you're training? Do you need to eat better? Do you need to sleep better? Like, do you need to train more? Do you need to train less? Like, those are all things that you need to take into account and then set- Train so less? Process.
1: That doesn't make any sense.
0: What, training less? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so- yeah. And then setting those little goals to get there, like how long, you know, you can have a projection. And of course, it's you can always talk to somebody like, like, especially us, they're like, you know, people, you always have somebody around that you could like go off of like, I have a 500 pound deadlift. I want to get to 600 pounds. You know, someone's like, you know, set a six month time frame. And I think that's reasonable. And then like, what do you, you know, what can you do in that six months to get there?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a big one too. Is setting a time. Like a lot of people set just like generic goals with zero time reference on like when to get there, and it kind of that that adds that level of accountability. You know, some there's some meme or something out there, and it's like a dream written down becomes a goal, and a goal with the timeline becomes. Uh, a plan and then there's some more stuff to it. But I mean, it's, it's very true. I think you, you need to set some kind of parameters to follow and a time frame in which to try and accomplish it. And maybe you won't get there, but if you just have some generic, it, it could be two years from now and you're not actually making any strides towards it. It's just not nonsense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What I've used in the past will still use uh, both for my professional goals I use it more for my professional goals, but I use the uh, uh like with my career, not as a strongman. Um, uh, but I use the same principles for like my goals and fitness and stuff. It's called a uh, smart goals. So you set specific a uh, goal, uh, it's measurable, it's achievable, um, it's relevant, and then time bound, like you talked about. So, specific. Is like say, saying I want to be world's strongest man. That's super generic, right? Because especially at like the level we're at, or if you're even if not even a pro yet, like of how many things you have to get to be there. So that's not very specific, right? It's like, you want to start smaller. Um, if, if you're an amateur and just getting into the sport. So it's like, you know, your first goal might be compete at a comp. Um, and then that's measurable, obviously, because by the way that you sign up and actually do it. Um, and then the achievable achievable part within it, um, that's more of just like it's not some like it's something that's reasonable within your uh, uh, not your like in this regard, not in your uh, ability, like strength ability. But like an achievable goal wouldn't be like, I want to go to the moon if you're not right. anywhere close on the track <laughs> of yeah, being when, an astronaut, right?
1: When, he, like, when you it's say achievable. achievable in
2: the sense that, like, technically, I could do this. Right, um, right. Yeah. Um, and then relevant, meaning, like, is it relevant to what you're already doing? Like, for me, my smart goal for running a marathon would, there'd be a lot of little steps before that. Just because it's not relevant to what...
1: its kind of uh, a pun there, huh? Years. <laughs> um, a pun there with the marathon and little steps behind it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, And a lot of throwing up. Uh, and then time bound, like you said. And so the best thing to do with these goals is it's good to know what the end goal is um, in whatever realm we're talking about setting goals for. But like, you have to have those little goals. Because if you don't, You're never, there's going to be a time on your journey where you're not going to be to the end goal yet. And you're going to be like, I haven't accomplished anything because you're not acknowledging all the little milestones that you've hit going through there. Um, Yeah. And like, I remember last year after nationals, I set the smart goal for winning uh, this year. And one of those things was like focusing on my weaknesses. It wasn't just like, I want to win next year, which that was like the end goal. But that's not what I, uh, the, the sub goals under that, where it's like increase your overhead press, like your overhead press sucks. Um, so we need to focus on that. The movement, my moving events have always been my strength. So it's, we didn't stop working on that, but like focus a little bit less on them and more of the static stuff. So, mm-hmm. and then you know, now, like five years ago or four years ago when I started this me and Justin always talked about like, yeah, we want to be the strongest in the world at the time. We didn't really know what we were saying. I don't think like we didn't know enough about the sport, but it was just like, yeah, that's something I would love to be. But it wasn't like, well, I'm chasing that. It was like, I want to win the North side classic. And then I want to win a show down to the of 48. I want to ball nationals. I want to go to nationals. Like those are all little goals that we set up. And I know Justin brought up a story about somebody this week. Like, oh, I'm not at your level. And I get that a lot, too. And I hear people say that about others all the time. And it's like, but why not? Like, yeah, maybe not in this moment in time. There's nothing stopping you, especially in this sport. Like, if I was truly an amazing elite, super elite athlete that no one could touch, I'd be in the NFL. (laughs)
3: Like,
2: Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not like this isn't me saying like anybody can be whatever you put your mind to. Like, I'm not going to be in the NFL anymore. That ship sailed. I'm not going to play in the NBA ever in my life. But like in regards to strength sports, like I think there's a niche in a weight class and stuff for everybody. And a lot of Mm -hmm. it just comes down to longevity and doing the little things consistently and correctly over time and it'll yield results. Um, because, I mean, me and Justin, it's not like me and Justin won our first shows ever. And they've just, like, been right. on different sides. We're not prodigies. <laughs> At least I want
3: to label myself.
2: Yeah, like, we'll fail overhead presses in the low 200s regularly <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> we're, like, you know, we're, we're not that special. And I've been trying to do a better job of showing people on Instagram, like, less of my great lifts and posting just mm-hmm. even crappy lifts um and maybe it's because i'm a coward that i started (laughs) waiting for this until i turned pro but like i think there's something to be said that like all of us who are pros it's not like we're maxing out and lifting world record numbers um well in my case ever but (laughs) 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 even in other cases like every week you know um And so a lot of people, when they're like, oh, I'll never get to that level, first thing I would say is cut yourself some fucking slack Um, because, you know, I think it gets easier to stay at a high level once you get there. Um, But it is, it's always going to be an uphill battle as as the song goes. Um, But yeah, cut yourself some slack.
0: Yeah, like I, along with the, like, I'm not at your level thing. Um, Like I remember when I was like younger, like kid and stuff um, watching like world strongest man and stuff like that. And thinking like, I would never be able to do that or I would never be like, those guys are insane. That's crazy. And now like, here we are like, we know those people like the big heavyweight dudes. We know them and we lift comparable weights and sometimes pound for pound more. Than what some of them do. Um,
2: well, so if you even look like, at the early 2000s, a lot of the weights we were doing at Clash were heavier than yeah. some of the world's strongest man events from the early 2000s and the 90s. Exactly. Um, by and, by yeah. a decent bit, too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like one of those things of like you could think at the time, like, I would never be there. But if you don't take a chance, you're like, you'll never have that opportunity to be there. Yeah. Um, and another thing I remember when Dan was talking, um, is which we, t- I think we talked on before, of uh, um, like what are you doing? Like things that make sure the things that you're doing align with your goals. Like, mm. what are you like? Remember what you're working towards. I think I used what I used the other day of like dumbbell flies the other day. And I know Dan wants to be the best dumbbell flyer in the world, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, remember so good at hugging. Yeah, so good at home (laughs) but like remember like what your goals are like is if your goal is to have a better overhead press then like when you're doing accessories and stuff like you know yes you are trying to get better at those accessories but overall you're trying to get a better overhead press so don't get too caught up in trying to get you know be the best dumbbell flyer or like get hurt doing those accessories because overall you're trying to get a better overhead and stuff like that
3: yeah yeah and
0: yeah because like you always watch i don't know because i go to a bro gym now for the most part and you see some wild stuff in there (laughs) and that's always my like that's always my thought like looking around i'm like like what are these people's goals where a lot their goal is to probably like just a arbitrary like i want to get bigger or i want to get stronger and they walk in the gym that day, no plan, and they end up doing the same bicep curls that they did yesterday.
1: Sure, oh, yeah. I think I think an interesting point that you're making there too is it's basically doing like when you come to accessories, it's doing them with intent. Like, don't forget the point of that exercise. Like, sure, you could try and max out your dumbbell flies. Why in the mm-hmm. world do you would ever want to do that? I don't know. But it's true of I mean, it's even little- if you're going to go in, yeah, even if you're going to go in and max out, like if if bench is on your program but your goal is to put a 400 pound log over your head, you know, maybe don't go in there and max out your bench just because it sounds fun. When the actual intent of your program doing bench is to probably strengthen your triceps and your shoulders. And you know, that, those, um, balancing point muscles for stuff like that to get better at your overhead press, not to, max out on fucking bench, which really isn't going to help you necessarily like the reps that you're programmed are going to, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. No, yeah, definitely. Because, um, and I know I've had a lot of times Dan's probably been there too. We've all probably been there to where like you have a program that you're following. And by the time you get to the end of that workout, you're exhausted and you're just doing it because it's on the program and you're just doing pointless reps of something just like you're just doing it to do it where there's no point and then you get done and you're like why did i even bother doing that
2: mm-hmm. and if you're
0: thinking that then you should probably shouldn't be doing it
2: <laughs> yeah you've reached the point of diminishing returns
0: right you get hit you hit the go. path from cellular muscular fatigue to cellular fatigue which takes a lot longer to recover from
1: yeah now you're talking science which isn't and then, real yeah, so and
0: then and then johanald's try to tell you that you burnt your CNS and
3: that's a myth. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's a myth. I don't even have True. a CNS.
1: Is that like CNN? It's a TV yeah, show, it's right? A, it's another news
2: network. He's throwing out fake news. Uh-huh.
1: Over <laughs> mm, makes sense. Yeah. I think, uh, I think another thing that Dan kind of touched on when he was going, um, was, you know, crossing off goals on the way to your, your big goal. It can be, it can show you because it's very easy to get caught up and feel like, um, you know, oh, I'm I'm not getting anywhere or I'm not um, any closer to what my big goal is than I was a month ago. But if you are taking these steps to write down those smaller goals on the way there and going through and crossing them off as you achieve them, you have an actual like log of proof that you are closer, and you know it'll help keep you motivated and on track. Cause it's, it's very easy and we've all been there where we kind of demoralize ourselves feeling like maybe a slight setback and all of a sudden it's like, well, what the fuck am I even doing? Yeah. But if you have those and you can look at it and be like, okay, I am actually making progress. It can be huge mentally. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I think keeping a, this might be slightly off topic, but, but to that point of keeping like a, a mental log of the good and bad things you do each day before and after training. So like when you have a subpar training day, not, you certainly shouldn't be like, Oh, I didn't eat all my meals today. Today's going to be shit. Um, so I'm just not going to train." but if you're training and you have a less than ideal session, don't kill yourself over it. Take an inventory of like, okay, why is this a bad session? Is it too much volume or too much weight within a short amount of time between the last few training days. Did I not sleep? Well, did I not recover well, um, for any number of reasons? And then don't drink all the wild turkey last night. Yeah. Don't use it as an excuse, but like don't be an asshole to yourself just because you fail to lift Mm -hmm. acknowledge it like, Hey, I'm not necessarily getting weaker. Or I'm not a piece of shit. I just didn't do all of the things I should have done outside of the gym in the last 24 hours leading to the session. Acknowledged I need to make sure I don't do those things in the future and go forward, finish the workout and, you know, go about your day. But I feel like too many. And I I did it a lot early on um, in my training of like, oh, I failed this lift in a warm up like today's just a waste of a session but like that's not true because you can't be at 100 every day for 12 months you know um but you just got to be realistic with yourself the other end of that is you're not making excuses for yourself like yeah, at, at some point you do have to be responsible for those actions and like own up to like okay this isn't a one day thing i haven't had a good workout in three weeks like you can, you can acknowledge all of this mishaps you want, but you obviously have to do something about it and make change and stop doing those. You know, sometimes work won't allow you, sometimes not even your own fault. Like, Hey, I had to travel. Um, like, so my diet was less than ideal. My sleep was less than ideal. Um, but that was just like, I had a very good reason for this. When I, when it's under my control, I won't do that. Um, but so many people lose their freaking mind when they have less than ideal training session, and then they just quit. And if you do that, yeah. if I quit every time I had a less than ideal training session, um, I'd work out like once a week. Yeah, <laughs> especially I think, in, the uh, last three, in the last three months.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, when I that's one thing I had a problem with, which I think that which goes back to the doing your own programming thing. Um, because since I started doing my own thing, it's easier for me to scale things and kind of make adjustments as I go mm-hmm. to where like before when I had a program, like when um, I was working with Anthony and it'd be like, this is what you're doing today. And going into it, you like be like shit or like you, you know, like if there's set numbers you're trying to hit or in an accessory, whatever. It's like, I have to do this because it's on the paper to where like, that's, and that's hard too, because then you're just like trying to do it because you feel like you're gonna fail. Yeah. You're like, I felt like I was failing him. Yeah. And to where like now it's easier for me to like make adjustments like with um, like training, like the, you know, anything in the in the program. And then I don't get as discouraged when I'm like, tr- like I have a weight in my head that I'm trying to work up to, but if I don't get to it, it's like, all right, well, let's look at, you know, everything around this and why it's not there. And it'll be there next time.
2: I was like, that's just one thing that sucks about online or distance coaching Um, is for in July and early August, when me and Anthony were training in person every day, like he was doing my programming and then we were training together. It was the best training I I've had in my entire life. Because like, you know, I'd have the program before I'd get into it, but because he was there to give immediate feedback, he could be like, never mind, like cut if I'm supposed to do five sets of five, uh, and they were just not going as like we thought, he'd be like, okay, cut the last two sets, like move on mm-hmm. to the next thing. Um, because like like you're saying, Justin, like that's what a good coach does. And Anthony's a great coach but that's one thing it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are if you're doing it online and you're not like in person analyzing their videos as they do the sets like I send videos we all send videos of our training as we're doing it to give immediate feedback but like especially mm-hmm. if your coach has numerous clients you just can't do that and as a client you can't expect that your coach to do that um and it's one of those things like they write these programs for you and um, based off what they expect you to be able to do but they're not with you by they're, they're not by your side 24 7 so they may not know that or when they wrote it they don't know that you were going to get shitty sleep the night before or mm-hmm. whatever but when they can compete critique it as the workout progresses to make sure everything you're doing is still beneficial and not reaching the point of diminishing returns on a specific list or the whole session like that's something you you can't get through online coaching which is unfortunate
1: um yeah that's very true it's it's i know i mean rachel runs into that with her clients all the time sending her videos of form checks and yeah. she tries to rush through getting something to them but you, you just can't always you know you're not always available and you never know when your clients are working out or what you have going on exactly. um, i think you said you said something really good um fuck what was I saying (laughs) I had something in line there uh oh oh so what you were saying about not like completely beating yourself up over bad lifts or you know bad workout entirely whatever I think uh, a good mindset and I'm just as guilty as anybody of it would be to treat every missed rep um every poorly executed rep every bad workout as just as much of a learning moment as every PR or every event win. You know what I mean? You got to figure out, you know, look at why it happened, why you had a bad lift, whatever, and learn and grow from it. Don't just let it like piss you off and then not change anything, you know, like you were saying to make it better for the next time. And sometimes there are extenuating circumstances you cannot control. Most of the time, though, it's probably something that you did.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, And with that,
2: it's like, did I miss it? Some some of the examples that come to mind are, did I miss it because I got too cocky? um, And I was like, oh, I want to hit this number. Um, Did I miss it because it's a number I should be able to hit, and I didn't for x amount of reasons? Um, Because I think a lot of people default to like, oh, I'm just not strong enough. but also, especially younger lifters.
1: You lost your audio there. You said younger lifters, and then your audio went, and we still can't hear you.
0: Oh, no. Dan's deaf. No, we're deaf. No, nope. nope, there
1: he is. He's mute. You hear me now? Yeah,
0: whatever. One of those.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're good.
2: <laughs> uh, a lot of younger lifters will jump to the next weight instead of just doing a complete set with good form, Um, Mm. which both failing at a heavier weight, rather than getting a little bit lighter with the full set is uh, going to be more beneficial, both psychologically um, and physiologically.
1: That's, uh, That's something that Dirks and I talked about on his episode was that he, if he sees his clients, Doing their warm-ups. And if for whatever reason they do one of their warm-up sets with poor form, uh, he will not let them go up and wait until they can do every warm-up with the exact form you should be doing your working sets with. Um so it's I mean, it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's I think that's a smart approach. Yeah, but warming but what about up. When,
0: good uh, go ahead, Justin. Okay, but what about when um you're warming up? And you fail struggle or almost fail a warm-up set and you throw some weight on and it's way easier. (laughs) Is that a physical, whatever you've done it. I've done it for sure. I think it's it's mental more than physical.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) it's certainly easier for me to get into a good squat form if there's like substantial weight on the bar. Cause I mean, we're all a little stiff and you know, mobility is not always the best. Justin in your squats.
0: Hey, my squats have gotten way better.
1: <laughs> yes they have. yes they
0: have.
2: I think I've done that with overhead press before. There's been times where I've like I don't know if it's a uh, not being totally loose or uh like ready to go yet. But like 185 or low 200 especially on log. Sometimes the low 200s feels heavier than the light the high 200s. For me, sure. there's times where like I'll do
3: yeah.
2: like when I was training for Nats, I did both basically just 50 pound jumps all the way to like 285, and then I'd do smaller jumps up to there. And yeah, I know impressive. 50 but pounds like uh 235. Wrong
3: the
2: so, <laughs> sometimes 235 would just feel absolutely terrible, and then I'd put 285 on and it would feel great. Um, but I don't disagree with Adam's point of like because you, you should warm up. The, those sets usually aren't because I'm trying to do them sloppily. It's just sure. like a, maybe a misgroup or something. But mm-hmm. doing warm ups from empty bar or implement all the way up to your working sets with good form yeah. is absolutely imperative.
1: Uh, Who's out here starting with an empty bar? What? Who's out here starting with an empty bar? You guys start with an empty bar? I do.
0: I do sometimes.
1: I don't uh, think I've ever done an empty bar on anything.
2: At OSG, I do empty bar squat, overhead press, deadlifts. Mm. I always do empty bar movement. Yeah. Mm.
0: And OSG, my log, when we were warming up log, because um, all those children were in the way, the 80s and 90s. Uh, they got mad at me for saying that. <laughs>
1: hey, they have their own clash now, too.
0: I know. Uh, Still, they're like they weigh like 100 pounds. I don't know how much 80 is, but anyway, back to my point. Um, log when we were warming up on log, it was like I I did the empty log and then 185 and then 300, <laughs> and that was my <laughs> warm up. I picked up 300 and went to press it, and I didn't think it was gonna go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's uh, that's way more impressive than on deadlifts, but at nationals. Me and Justin Weaver were too busy talking that we uh, didn't touch the deadlift at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> we went straight into deadlift without any weight whatsoever. Uh, and then also on the yoke, I did an empty yoke. And then like an hour later, I did the 7 seven twenty or whatever it was.
0: And what you, what'd you place on those events?
2: Uh, on deadlift i think i placed second and on yoke i placed second by like a tenth of a second i was so mad i thought i won too i won my heat i won the final heat so i thought i won but there's another guy farther down who he is still in the 19s but he beat me by he was like 19-0 something and i was 19-1 something
0: wow
1: what a that's crazy. so close. i mean that's that could be human error at that point that's so close yeah yeah yeah, I it know, probably,
0: probably was the timer. You de- you you won actually. They just they fucked up timing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. I won. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like uh, I did similar with uh, well with the yoke OSG. OSG uh, because I I messed up like timing because it was there was like so much time between events and like you start like you get antsy and then you like start warming up. you're like oh i'll warm up i'll start warming up now and by the time i get there you know be time time for me to go and i started warming up yoke didn't realize that they still had like all the classes to go all the dudes classes and so i think i stopped because i jumped i did like a couple and then i stopped at like i don't know i did like a half a run at 500 and then i was like i need to kill some time so i went and paced around and stressed out like i do between all of my events and then i come back and they had like 750 on and they're like, Do you want to take off? I'm like, nah, whatever. And I just jumped in and went. <laughs> and I don't know, like it was really heavy. Uh, which I don't know, I probably should have like backed down the weight, but I didn't want to because
1: I was lazy. Ooh, excuse me. What uh uh Justin, I gotta ask you about your bench you were talking about. Did you do that today?
0: Uh, did I bench today? Yeah, yeah. I bench every week, man. I'm a bench bro. I'm actually considered, after last week's performance, considered retiring from Strongman. And uh, I'm going to make a formal announcement. And then I'm going to start doing bench-only comps. as <laughs> Identifying as a high schooler so I have a competitive chance.
1: <laughs> there were kids in my high school that definitely out you. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Dude, yeah. I watched like – those college kids in there out bench me. And I'm just like, well, you don't know that I'm the third strongest man in the one Oh five.
1: Also is that meme also, where the dudes stand on the corner at the up. party? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. These guys don't, these high school bench press folder record holders don't know. I'm the third strongest 105 in in the world. <laughs>
1: I'm going to buy you a uh, shirt that says that. <laughs> Uh so what happened? You hurt yourself on bench? What you talking
0: uh, about yeah, earlier? so I was a little tight today. Had a rough <laughs> weekend. Um rough how <laughs> <laughs> I was building rapport with our employees.
2: Through consumption um, of I did, no, so copious
1: amounts of beverages. Yeah, I
2: didn't drink
1: the boss's kid office. got drunk at the Christmas party.
0: Yeah, the boss's kid got drunk at the Christmas
1: party.
0: Uh No, I drank a lot, but then, like, tapered off. And I wasn't really drinking that much. We just stayed up until, eh, like, 8 in the morning.
1: Um, You're not that much, though, Is any of our not that much is a lot for most people, I think.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, so it wasn't that much for me. Um, but, like, I wasn't hung over anything. Uh, this okay. was Friday night. And then Saturday... We like That's not um, an yeah. indicator. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, I don't know. And then today, like, oh yeah, we had another Christmas party last night, but I went to bed at like ten. But anyway, today I was feeling like kind of sluggish and I was a little tight, but I had to try because like for my program, which I was feeling good and like good ish when I started lifting, and then I don't know, I'm like my second to last set, I felt like a little burning in my shoulder. Um. And then I was like, eh, whatever. You know, so I went up. But I did 325 for three, which is definitely a PR. So watch out, boys.
2: Um, Didn't you do – how many times did you do a 325 vlog at OSG? Twice. (laughs) What was your PR in training?
0: Uh, Three.
2: (laughs) That's it, awesome. Does
0: it make sense? I don't
2: know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the reason I bring that up isn't only to make fun of you. It's to provide context to how backwards your overhead pressing versus
1: bench presses.
0: Oh, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. i put 300-plus overhead more times than I've benched it. Very
1: confusing. <laughs> and it looks significantly easier.
0: Oh, yeah. Bench yeah. is word for me. I throw my whole body into it.
2: Which is hilarious because my overhead press looks way harder <laughs> than Justin's, but I can actually bench over 400 pounds.
0: I don't want to bench over 400 pounds. Of- you
2: don't. I <laughs> said That's that at the National's, I was like, I can't be – I was like, me and Justin can't be the only pros that can't bench for 400. So now it's just you.
0: I really – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would really – like, I guess, like, I want to get a 400-pound a overhead before I bench 400 pounds would be really cool. That'd be confusing.
1: You're well on cool. your way.
0: Well yeah. on my way. Actually
1: – But you hit a 360, 365, something like that on axle? I did a
0: 365 axle. Yeah. I tried a 375, and I almost had it locked out.
1: What's your max bench,
0: 350? Uh, Probably. No, I think I got – I think I got 365.
1: Oh, so you're, you're, your your like top end ago. on both lifts is the same.
0: Yeah. Two years ago, I think I did that, and then I have not improved at all. Mm. So, you know.
1: Whoa. Why are you changing to the Northern Lights for your background? <laughs>
2: I just remembered that you could do this. Mm. I don't have any pictures saved on this, or I would put something else, but Fair enough. So,
0: um, the the shits this weekend the the
1: record trackers. breakers.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. What do you guys think about that? How do you uh, how do you feel about the five hundred two stone falling?
2: That's pretty dope.
1: Wild. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest.
2: I thought with how easy both Josh and Adam did five hundred two. I thought I thought for sure one of them was going to get the five twenty.
1: I thought, I thought, uh, well, I thought they both could do it for sure after watching the 502, but Dirks ripped that 520 off the ground and almost, I mean, he was right there.
2: Yeah, like after I saw Josh pull it off the ground, I was like, eh. Then he dropped it and tried it again. And I mean, rarely does somebody, it's possible it happens, but rarely after like failing it. So I was like, okay,
1: like still surprised. But uh, but yeah. lapping a five hundred stone twice or five twenty stone,
2: I, that's what I was telling Natalie. because Natalie and I were watching it. Wow, and I was just like, he <laughs> just ripped it up twice, <laughs> ripped it off the ground twice <laughs> um, in
1: less than in less than ten minutes. Josh Isley lapped three stones over five hundred pounds. <laughs> that's wild.
2: Wild. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um, and wow. then
2: Adams. Uh. I thought he had it. It looked like maybe he was too... The angle was weird that it zoomed to when he was doing it. It went on the camera. It went in front. So maybe mm. I'm wrong. But uh, it looked like he would have had it, but he was a little far away from the bar. Um, it looked yeah. like he almost, Like I said, might be wrong. It was just the angle being in front is a weird angle to see um, somebody lit a stone. Um, but it looked like... Because he started to come up, But like he just couldn't get any higher. And I know, at least in my experience, when that happens, it's because I'm too far. So I can either go higher up or I and not get it over, or I have to try and push it forward. Um, Mm -hmm. cause he he got it up a decent bit and then he Mm -hmm. blacked out or whatever happened.
1: Yeah. He started like convulsing on the floor there for a second. Everybody was getting real concerned, but yeah, it was just a blackout, you know.
2: Yeah, nice. it happens. I've heard when you try to load 500-pound stands.
1: <laughs> wouldn't know from personal experience, but...
2: Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Um, <laughs> and then the... Uh, Justin, did you watch it or did you see it?
0: Uh, no, I didn't watch it. What was I doing? Oh, Saturday? No, I was in bed until one in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just saw a bunch of clips of it uh, or like everybody's, you know, that posted it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty sweet. Uh what? Well, because what what was the jump before that? The uh, 502
2: 50 No,
1: it was 481. Oh, you're right, 481. Yeah, you're right. Because it was the so, one before that was four
2: Darren got four eighty-one.
1: Thirty, um, I think. Four fifty one. Mike. Mike
2: tried 560, 561, whatever it was. He didn't get it. Four.
1: Four sixty one. So, sorry, four. Um, Uh, because he got 430,
2: yeah, he got 430, and then Mike dropped off at 460, Darren dropped off at 481, 2, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and then they both, Josh and Adam, got 502. That's pretty good, tried 520.
0: What happened to what happened to Geiger? Wasn't he supposed to do it?
2: He got sick, sick, yeah, is what I heard, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was unfortunate, too, because he was supposed to bring farmer's handles and the scale and a couple other things. And because he was like sick, sick, I guess, like was not getting out of bed sick. So I mean, you can't fault him for it. But yeah, there was there's was a few things riding on him that had to be figured out last minute. So it was kind of unfortunate. But and then obviously he was I mean, uh, every, I mean, I have no doubt that he could have gotten at least four sixty four eighty. 480 I don't know if 500 was there, but, you know, it would have been nice to have more names to pull those.
2: Yeah yeah but I mean at least all the people that pulled out or couldn't come for whatever reason at least it wasn't like no one was getting I think it was still awesome all the records were broken so that's a good show
1: four athletes were there four athletes walked out with records
2: yeah that's pretty cool I think if that we just call it a participation trophy
1: yeah yeah I I guess you're right (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we got the the new Farmers world record. I mean, wow. I, I think – and Mike has said it too. I mean, there are definitely guys at, and even Mike could do more on the right day if he hadn't done the stone record. Um, but 351 that's is no joke. I mean, that's yeah, heavy. You
2: know, but I didn't realize they were saying in a live feed that like 335 – I've done 335 for n- maybe not quite 50 feet, but mm. that's only because Dungeon – because I've done 335. 335 at dungeon multiple times and it's like 44 feet but I've done it unbroken and it certainly wasn't because of grip so I was and I'm not saying that to brag I'm saying that because that's not my best event so I was shocked that it was even that low I don't know if I could do 350 it's just never but like um and I think I've seen Mike do more than that
1: Um, Mike says he hits 350 every time he does farmers he works up to 350
2: I yeah. sounds not that's one. It's
1: a weird technique, to train but
2: um, <laughs> yeah. Because I think even the the world's strongest medley that was going to be a thing. I think the weight might be wrong, but the weight was something like three thirty, and it was for fifty. I think so too. Yeah. So that that's why I was shocked. I was like, "How is that the thing?" Because that would have meant that mm-hmm. at the time when they planned that, they're like, "Hey, we're going to do a world record farmers." Um, event within an eight event mentally
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's just you know, the fact that like i mean I, yeah I, i've never seen a max farmers at a comp so i mean that's probably why and then also i mean you we've done enough middleweight comps like it's pretty standard to be three to 315 osg and 20 was 315 or 20 i'm sorry 19
0: 325
1: was it 325 from middle? I thought 3... Oh, 345 was heavyweight. 325 was... There yeah.
2: yeah. 325 was in a clash. 300. Three, I thought
1: that was 310, but I might be wrong. I thought, I think it, was was, I thought it was heavier than that.
2: Because I remember...
1: And it's it's 300 at the Super Series, right? Because it's a 800 yoke, 300 farmers.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, but for the so, finals, wasn't it like 325 or something?
1: Finals. Was there farmers in the finals? Yeah, the farmers the duck walk. Oh, oh like, I thought you were talking about the third day finals, uh, but you're talking about. I mates. thought it was yeah.
0: Oh wait, that was like 321.
1: Yeah,
2: because that was yeah. the only time I've done in a comp. That's the only time I've done over 300. Sure. Now I remember because Brittany Diamond. So that was the first event of Flash on the Coast 2021, and I finished... Um, and we didn't know this at the time, but I won my group in that event, and I finished Brittany Diamond's there with the interviews, and she was like, Uh, what was it like as, as a pro? Have you ever done like this heavy out of uh, farmers or whatever? And I was so out of breath, but I just looked at her and I was like, Oh, I'm not a pro, which is the only thing I said. <laughs> she was like, Oh, sorry, and then I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Because so i was just like, what is happening right now? It doesn't matter
1: because none of those interviews made it onto the stream anyway. <laughs> I
0: know. I am so disappointed. I did the Ricky Bobby thing.
1: Of course you did.
0: Yeah. Oh no, that ain't hands. first.
1: Your last? Or no,
0: when when I got done, I think it was the farmers. It was one of the medleys, and Brittany came up and was um, interviewing me, and I was like, I was like, I don't know. I just want to go fast, and then and then I walked away. Real
2: awkward, like.
1: <laughs> you guys are terrible at interviews.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I've gotten so much better, especially now since my job is to mm. is essentially public affairs. Mm-hmm. But, but but up to that point, yeah, it was terrible. At that point, <laughs> I
1: must. Yeah, and then uh, so yeah, I mean, like like Mike has already said too. Like there, that record could fall if anybody decides to fucking do that event again. But chances of a max farmers being a thing, or chances of them putting a three fifty one plus farmers in an event is unlikely. Um, and then we I mean, the have the bag toss. Oh, what? Yeah, I
2: was say. I mean, he shouldn't downplay what he did. but he did still incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really um, good. But also, I agree. I feel like. For a, a full size competition, max weight farmers is kind of a not great event, just from a promoting standpoint. Like yeah. Like, Cause it's the changing the weights and it's like how do you pick the jumps? Um I don't know. For me, that seems like like if I was doing a show, that would be dumb. I'm all for super heavy farmers. But for a max, like, unbroken one, mm-hmm. that's just, like, I feel like it's going to drag on, especially in a large comp.
1: But I could see if you were to do it at a comp that was high level, like, doing it at a local show would be dumb. Um, but doing it at, like, a decent high level show and doing, like, starting at 320 and 20 pound jumps. Yeah, maybe. Because, maybe. I mean, everybody's going to fall off somewhere between 340 and 360 probably with a couple of outliers going up to maybe 400. But I mean, seeing a 400 farmers at 105 would be pretty wild. I've no doubt there are people capable. Yeah. But I mean it's just like I the know. stone. There are probably a couple of the people capable of 500 stone on the right day, but you didn't do it and you weren't there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um no. absolutely.
0: We know someone who's going to post a video of it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Back before my injury. Uh-huh.
0: We're talking about Jordan Donaldson because he does that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: And speaking of aware, Jordan.
2: I wasn't even wearing matching shoes and I lost the toenail on one of my feet.
1: <laughs> speaking of Jordan, he's been all up on my ass about getting on a podcast. He's gonna be really salty. I didn't invite him to this one.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Don't don't ever let him do a podcast. Even if he ever actually maybe wins something, <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> blacklist Jordan
1: Donaldson on all strength sport. Just going to keep scheduling uh, them with him and then not showing up every single time. <laughs> 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 it's happened like twice already. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, yeah, he's. he's a, I mean, it looks like he's putting in a little bit of effort.
0: A little, yeah.
1: He went maybe twelve percent
0: last week. So
1: there you go.
2: I think the last podcast we the three of us did really I think it really motivated him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's messaged me so many times since then about that <laughs> shit. Which is
2: good. That's what I wanted. I want the best for Jordan. Yeah. Um I just don't know if Jordan wants the best for
1: Jordan. In fact, I even had two people at the record breaker event in Denver come up and reference that exact part of that <laughs> podcast in conversation. Yeah.
2: It's because it's true. He's a freak athlete. Like no one mm. should be able to make the life choices that he does on a day-to-day basis and still perform the way that he performs. Yeah,
1: one of them, in fact, so, was like, "Do you really believe Jordan could beat Camby? And I was like, "For
2: sure." Well, okay. I'm, I mean, it, as sure as I am that anybody right now could beat him, sure. I think it would be a 100% trying Jordan. I think that's the best chance we have at taking down Thanos. I mean, can be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, well, that's a good segue actually into something somebody asked on Instagram, which was how do we feel about Dirks making his jump into the 105s again? Uh, I was going to bring
0: that up. Were you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'll
1: be fun. How do you? Because yeah, this is like, if you're were, if we're gonna go with the Thanos reference, this is like when Captain Marvel shows up at the very end of the movie, where it, she could have been there from the get go helping.
0: <laughs> you're calling Durst <laughs> the lesbian.
1: Yep.
2: Nice. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean I don't care. Uh, I think he's a great athlete. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think the sport only gets better when you have the best athletes competing at the same time. Yeah. Um, It pushes everybody to do. Yeah, I mean, it pushes everybody. I'm not afraid to lose. I lose lots of times. Um, Really good at it. Yeah, I'm really good at losing. Um, (laughs) But like, I'd rather lose to people like Cambie and Dirks than people like Justin.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) They try, they put it, they try harder.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But no, I mean, Yeah, he's really good. I don't know. I don't know what else. I haven't had any other thoughts other than like, well, he's really good. So that's going to suck to compete against them, but it'll be really exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do we think, uh, I mean, because the Nashville lineup has been making making rounds and people have been referencing like who they think could podium and it's definitely, I think the most competitive of the super series so far. What do you guys think is going to happen
2: there? I don't have the most up-to-date roster in front of me. Last time I saw it, I remember being like, holy crap. But I also remember a lot of those people being signed up for other shows, too. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what's changed around. I will be there in person, which is great.
1: Yeah. Um, all of us are going to be there, right? You're going to be there, Justin. Yeah,
2: all, all three of us will actually be there. Cool.
1: Um, I had I had the roster. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, here it is.
2: I can't really make a prediction right now with what I know. You able to see that? Holy cow, that is huge. Yeah, bro. Uh, Are you able
1: to read that, or is the light too bright? I could read it for a second, but now I can't. Let me turn the brightness down.
0: I want you to go through by name with their staff.
1: Can you text it? Just text it to me. Oh, yeah, good call. Why am I forgetting that we have this technology here?
2: <laughs> oh, what's up, kitty cat?
1: Is that Tuna?
0: Oh, I found out Tuna's a boy.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I don't understand how you don't know this. I don't how, how, I don't get cat biology, I guess.
0: Well, because when we got it, uh, it was little and balls hadn't dropped and didn't have a vagina. I don't know how that works. Um, like, it's a girl. And we're like, okay, cool. It's a girl. And then one day I bumped something and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then she went to get fixed and the vet's like, nope, that's a boy and now to his
2: boy <laughs> wow so i'm looking at this list I, anthony deals not
1: uh all right deal is not doing it um and gary is iffy i believe he's leaning towards no but he was he's he's in the roster still i mean but i mean we got i mean jacob mcbride's been at was at um waco he did pretty well yeah uh Joshua Pinkerton's going
2: Denver as well.
1: No, no. No. Yeah. No, he's uh he's also signed up to do the deadlift record. I don't know what he's planning on jump-wise there, but um and then Gary what's that? uh McBride, yeah. I'm not sure. He got a deadlift suit and he's been trying out maxes and stuff. He's I mean, he's he's made some strides with it. I don't know. I think my max off four, and I was like 585. <clears throat> I'll hold off on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we got, I mean, Gary's always a contender if he's healthy, but he's coming back from that tricep surgery. So I think he's waiting until now or, or Jersey to make his comeback, but he's, he's still on here just in case. Um, Mike O'Connor been looking pretty savage. He pulled the axle yeah. 625 for like four yesterday in training. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Mike. hit Compway on the log, which is he just came back from his bicep tear. I don't this know who Troy Go Goforth tough. is. Ooh,
0: Luke pulling Luke Meredith out of retirement.
1: Luke, yeah, yeah. Um, Justin Weaver's not bad. No, he's very good. Uh, Matt McQuiston is he pretty good. good. He took what fourth or fifth at OSG, right? Matt, yeah, McQuiston.
2: I think he took fourth at nationals. I don't know. I didn't
1: know if he did OSG. No, he was I, at OSG. He was he was like fifth or something.
0: Man, a question. Or am I
1: thinking McKeegan? I no, you're think think McKe- saying McKeegan. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: McKeegan's coming back, coming back over here for Jersey.
2: Oh yeah, is? Oh, is he? Is he not yes. doing, did he not do the online qualifier?
0: He's doing the online qualifier, but he also is going to do
1: smart backup plan. Yeah, That's and awesome. he went some money. They had a lot of people for
2: the overseas one. That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Good. Um,
1: um, which, speaking of which, cool. Luke Davies is on here. He is not coming over that's for it. He understand. said um, he can't get out of the UK, probably. He's thinking. Uh, let's
2: be able to say, I was like, is that the same Luke Davies I'm thinking of? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you what I think the podium would be for this competition.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Yeah.
1: I mean, Nick Stock was at Clash last mm-hmm. year. He's pretty good. Yeah. No, Jesse yeah. Nelson coming in healthy would be a savage contender.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Frankie Pro just got Ooh. his pro card as well.
0: Just went pro. He's got that pro mm-hmm. strength kicking in, so he should be there. You go. Good. Yeah. You
1: know? mm-hmm. Is that called trend, or am I thinking of different things?
0: I'm still I'm still waiting for my pro strength to kick in. <laughs>
1: You're the longest uh, pro that we've discussed. Since I pro. Been your, you've been a pro for like two years.
2: Yeah, since I, I do pro. I've been the weakest I've been since I started training.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that could be anybody. Especially with the roster. Especially with that many competitors, you exactly. grew up and you'd screw yourself out of.
1: Well, yeah, the point spread is going to be so much different than Waco or Denver with this many people if they all show up.
0: Yeah, that'll be the yeah. interesting one if they're all showing up. Even it's so much I,
1: easier to steal points. Even if half the people show up, it'll still be the biggest qualifier so far. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't even know who I would pick to podium.
1: I'm surprised Tyler Pruitt didn't sign up for this one, too.
0: Uh, I think he's taking a break until
1: next mm. year. Not a bad idea. I mean, he's gone to two. He's placed fourth on it both. Yeah, uh, rough. So he, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: he needs to put on some size.
1: Who doesn't? I think I think an extra like five to ten pounds on him would do wonders for his. And he's, I mean, it's he's not doing poorly. He did fourth at both yeah. super series, but
0: yeah. oh, speaking of put on size, I hit. 261 twice last week. You're getting fat. Getting fat, yeah. And then I'm just going to keep going up and up, and then when it comes time for Clash, I'm not going to make the cut. Because <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then because yeah, I wasted a spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're reaching into a, a pretty hefty cut if you stay around in the 260s. No, it's
0: okay. I'll die it. I'll do, I'll start dieting back down around uh, February.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I'll get back down in the mid because I cut from two fifty five for nationals. So if I can be right around there, it's not a bad cut.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's your plan for your off season, Dan? Are you still planning after skydiving? your plan on still gaining weight, trying to get up there?
2: I'm gonna get I'll hotter answer. than the sand, bigger <laughs> than the ocean. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, yeah, it's it's to gain some, not some weight, gain a lot of weight, in a healthy way. But uh yeah, it's to start really putting on some size.
1: Pizza Trying to like do. walk around it. What's that? Pizza.
2: Yeah. I would love to walk around it at, at 300 pounds. But short-term <laughs> goal, circling back to what we talked about earlier, <laughs> short-term goal is to be around 250. Mm-hmm. Before, by the time I have to start my cut for uh, clash okay i no longer well it is fun beating people much larger than me i don't actually want to be one of the smallest people at competitions anymore
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you're you've been right around that range where you should almost go compete at the under 90 show instead the kids wow. i don't want to beat up on little kids <laughs> <laughs> poor michael gonzalez <laughs>
0: And he's got, he'll have a shot this year in the 90s.
1: Yeah. If he does, I mean, yeah, he can opt to jump up or he's right there on that, like, he's what, two, I mean, 15, 220, I think.
2: Mark Jones was a 90 kilo guy and he still tore it up as a 105 at Nationals.
1: So yeah. he got his pro card as a 105.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I'm not putting words in Mark's mouth,
1: but I feel like even
2: if you're a 90 kilo person, you should step it up and just compete with the one hundred and five.
0: I wonder if we can peer pressure Tyler Young into cutting to 90.
2: (laughs) Didn't he do I thought he competed last year at OSG at 90 or two years ago now?
0: No, he he was going to
1: Oh really? Okay.
0: I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't compete. Um, but yeah, he's he's small enough. He could cut.
3: Yeah.
1: That would yeah, if he and Mark were to jump into the 90. Oh, sorry, uh, Clash. That'd be an inter- interesting battle. Who else is in the '90s that's like prominent?
2: I don't know. Saved by the Bell, um, Family Matters. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck you, <damn. laughs> Full House. Those are the only things in the '90s that
1: I care about.
0: And I don't know. Do you think? Wait. Do you think some dudes, some of the lighter guys in the 105s are going to cut that? Would cut down in the '90s? I think
1: depending on what the prize money kind comes out to and the events and stuff and locate was where's the ninety one at because the under eighty clash is in Denver. I don't
0: know. I said we could host one of my backyard. Yeah. But he didn't go for that.
1: But I think I think after those facts get out there on what they are, the people might decide. Dan, if you're talking, your audio's off again. I see your lips moving. He's still going. He oh, must not hear us.
0: Going,
3: yeah. No,
2: I didn't hear
0: you. He's deaf and blind.
2: I saw your yeah, door, your, your mouth move. But what's up? And whatever you were saying, we couldn't hear any of it. Oh, sorry, I said <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if other people will try and do it, but I'm only trying to go up from here. Yeah, yeah. I weighed 200 pounds. Last time I weighed under 200 pounds was after ranger school and i've since then never had any desire to be anywhere close to that weight again (laughs) so even if it means extra money it is not worth not worth it to
1: me i mean that's a big cut for you at this point you're 230 plus regularly
2: yeah but if i wanted so like if i wanted to diet down i could very easily lose a healthy 10 pounds right now and then Mm -hmm. do a 20 cut. but i have no desire to do Because, like, what am I proving at that point? I'm a 105 guy from here on out until I'm able to be an open guy.
0: You're proving your diversity and ability to cut weight and compete at other weight classes.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: I want to do that, but.
1: (laughs) And you're increasing the acceptance of children into strongman.
3: Yes. Oh, sweet.
1: What is up with this oh, fucking
3: freezing?
1: It. It's always at the best time that your computer freezes. I'm sorry. I just got a very exciting text. Are we,
0: uh, are we doing this? Is this our are we start is this the start of the once a month thing?
1: Oh yeah, I guess we could tell people about that. Yeah, we're gonna be Ooh. uh we're gonna be doing these triple threat podcasts. We might come up with a better name because I'm getting tired of saying that. Uh about once a month is the plan. Just kind of as a special, go over some topics. You know, I get a lot of questions for to be discussed in specific format. Necessarily, not necessarily for specific people. Like I have yeah. guests, so I think that saving those for these once a month would be the best. Yeah,
0: pretty cool. Threesome in your ear. Ooh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I think since we're making
2: this a routine thing, uh, it'll allow people to provide more questions throughout yep. the month and we can talk about real it can really turn into like a month recap if, if people sure. want to. Events and whatnot.
0: Yep. That means I'm deleting our group chat. We're not gonna talk. All right, Every time we talk it'll be new things.
2: <laughs> I guess you just want my mental health to go to absolute shit. <laughs> 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 because a large part of my mental health is being able to vent to you Throughout
1: the day, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, uh, I'd be in a lot more trouble in my life if <laughs> I didn't have that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so, so I mean, anybody listening, if they have questions, they want to drop on Instagram or email or whatever else. You know, we'll save them for the end of the month, or we'll set a date, I guess, and some kind of format we'll come up with on how to go about things, but. <laughs>
2: And I might even get a mic so I sound even better than I'm sure I already do.
1: Mm. Yeah, maybe you should just work on your internet connection.
0: Yeah. I'll get a a new laptop so it doesn't take me like 40 minutes to get on.
1: Well, at least yours hasn't glitched out the whole time, which is surprising when you told me that it was from 2016.
0: Those horses should be working hard in this small town to keep the internet going.
1: good uh i also have one more question for dan uh and you can probably tell me who this is from what do you do with all that ass
2: (laughs) looking at the person who this is from right now uh i keep it well protected guarded locked up so that no one can touch it even in the protection of my own home
1: I can always look forward to weird questions from, from Natalie. Dan's far better half when I do these. <laughs>
3: far, far better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, uh, how's uh, Tiffany doing? What she got going on these days? She start business with Ariana? Is that what I saw? Uh,
0: yeah, she's baking. Baking a lot of steps. Um, she started making cinnamon rolls for the holidays. People just go nuts for that shit. And then, yep. yeah, her and Ariana are doing something. Eventually, they want to open a bakery together—a <clears throat> bakery, coffee shop thing. Um, yeah, so they're just working on. So she's working on that.
1: Right on. That's exciting. Uh, gives her some uh, business opportunity there. I'm sure. I know Ariana was doing pretty good with her backer in business, right?
0: Yeah. Did uh, she, she take a break? She's still making- she
1: she taking- posted, she was taking a break a while ago and then all of a sudden they changed the name and Tiffany was added to everything. So oh, I don't okay. know. Yeah, yeah that's really awesome So yeah. Pretty cool. So besides clash, what do you guys got that you're looking forward to in the next couple of months?
0: Not competing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that, I mean, I'll be, uh, uh, at Nashville. For Clash on the Mm -hmm. whatever Nashville one, Cumberland. That's one. That's the one.
1: (laughs) Clash at the Cumberland. Yes. I
2: almost said Corral, but that was Texas, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So there's that. I'll be at the Arnold. I won't be competing, but I'll be at the Arnold as well um, for work. And then uh, our anniversary is the first week of, technically, second week of January. This Mm -hmm. is like the triple threat coming up. Christmas, our anniversary, and Nat's birthday are all within like three weeks of each other. And you're about so. to get
0: pegged.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. But I am about, my bank account is about to be pegged. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> you guys don't just combine gifts for all three or anything that close together? Sure.
2: <laughs> I only said that because she's right here. Um, hmm. No, I mean, like one. Year, it's okay,
1: Dan. Just blink twice if you're in danger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, some some years I've combined all of them. Sometimes I've done little ones for all three. It depends. Um, it just depends on what what we want that year. But very excited to rest in regards yeah. to competing 20 weeks until clash super stoked yeah, you don't comp- have,
1: neither of you have any comps planned at all between that right so i mean that's a, probably the longest off season either one of you have had in like four years i thought
2: about i don't think have they released the arnold events yet
1: no, they probably yeah. won't until... You no, know, they did. They're on the Facebook. I saw,
2: I saw one. I wasn't sure if all of them were out yet. Oh,
1: no. They're all... There's one mystery event in the on the final day. That's it. Know, Everything else I has been released. The
2: ladder. One's a I'll pull it ladder, up real fast. So Axel deadlift, axle and then elevated axle deadlift for reps. or some, some variation of that. Um, that's all I saw.
1: Um,
2: I will be there anyway. So depending on what the events are, <laughs> mm, we'll see.
1: But, uh, but would you, you're a pro so you can just jump in or would you have to go heavyweight?
2: I would have to go heavyweight. Okay. Which is the other thing, but a lot All
1: of amateur
2: are similar to heavyweight amateur weight. So
1: sure. <laughs> Here it is. So we have a deadlift ladder. Okay. it is a rogue ohio power bar with regular plates the second is a rogue axle with regular plates and the third is an axle on 26 inch wagon wheels which is a 13 inch pole yeah
2: yeah
1: um and then i believe it's you pull one one and then you rep out Ruff. the wagon wheel yeah
2: 60 yeah. seconds yeah. for the whole thing ever, yep yeah.
1: um and then so for middle weight you said you'd have to do heavyweight
2: i, be, I would
1: do have it. yeah it is 675 regular bar 675 axle and then 795 on the 13 inch oh,
3: oh, oh. Whoa. Yikes.
2: Whoa.
1: yeah it's not late. <laughs> what a jump <laughs> yeah, what a <laughs> insane jump yeah and then for middle
2: weights it's uh
1: 635 635 705. Um, okay. And then the second event is a mammoth sandbag carry wheelbarrow medley.
3: What? Ooh,
1: so, you carry the sandbag down, what? put it in the wheelbarrow, and then carry the wheelbarrow back. There's
2: supposed to be the same wheelbarrows we used at Nationals, too. Oh, uh, yeah, because they bought. Yep. Yeah. got to
0: get your news, man.
1: So, okay. for heavy, heavyweight, you're looking at a 320 bag and 800-pound wheelbarrow.
2: Whatever. The seven, whatever wheel rail is super easy. Might as well do
1: it. Yeah, because middleweights is a 740.
2: Axle deadlift, though, so it
3: doesn't
1: matter. Uh, Axle press ladder all on wagon wheels, so it'll be a 13-inch pull for the clean. Um three axles ascending weight. So for heavyweight men, it is 295, 325,
0: 355.
2: I've done all those.
1: And it's a It's a press away on the last one. Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yikes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The middleweight weights are 275,
2: 295, 325. Damn. That sounds so much easier. Yeah,
1: a little bit, a little bit, almost like it's a lighter weight class.
2: Okay. take about 10% off there, John, read the next one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bag toss over bar. Cause we need more bag toss in our lives. Uh, heavyweight corporation.
2: Owns, they own a lot of bags. <laughs>
1: <laughs> heavyweight is 35, 40, 45, 50 over 17 feet.
2: Oh my god, what? <laughs> I probably, yeah, at least by then. I've done all those over uh, 16 feet pretty easily.
1: Yeah, because middleweight is the same weights at 16 feet.
2: Yeah. Why so That's literally the Nationals event, plus six inches. Why so high? Ugh. I don't know, man. They didn't want
0: to unload any of the bags. They're just like, fuck it, we'll just raise <laughs> <Yeah>. the bar.
2: <laughs> we labeled them. We labeled them with our labeler machine and we just can't, we can't do it. We can't wash these sharpies
1: (laughs) out. Mm -mm. Uh, wagon wheel squat for the finals, which is, it sounds like it's a regular squat bar, but with wagon wheels. So you're, then you're touching implements, I assume.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Adjustable box. And the weight is 655 for heavyweights. (laughs)
2: Honestly, it sounds like a really fun event.
1: Yeah, five sixty-five for middleweight. It's what five sixty-five for middleweight. Actually, sounds like a really good competition for me.
2: Mm -hmm. Don't want to. And
1: the final event will not be released until one week out.
2: Middleweight amateur. It doesn't. I I consider that poor sportsmanship. Sure. I don't only go. You back. technically can though, because you haven't done a pro well, show yet. I know I can. I yeah. don't
1: but you shouldn't.
2: It, yeah, I shouldn't.
0: That's equivalent to winning like uh America's strongest and then going to like a low-level local show and beating everybody.
1: Who yeah. who are we talking I, about? Who would do I that?
0: Somebody I don't know who would no one would do that. I don't
2: know who... Works. I plan on never nobody, doing an amateur show again. Unless nobody
1: with any team. integrity. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I plan on never doing an amateur show again unless it's as a heavyweight with the intention
1: of qualifying for nationals and competing in nationals. Wait. Uh, Do you you don't have to qualify for it. I don't
0: think you have to qualify.
1: You're a pro. You can just go to Nats as a heavyweight. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. in that case, I plan on never doing an amateur
2: show ever again. Because I'm a professional and professionals do not compete as amateurs.
0: Unless you need an ego boost.
2: I said what I said.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, that's uh, that's pretty wild. I don't we've talked about that multiple times. We all know how we feel. <laughs> it is decided.
0: What are we gonna be like? You'd be like Tyler and hold a cop and then flex on all your clients.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened?
0: <laughs> no, we always give him shit because he likes to jump in for fun on whatever whatever he holds. Like the last one was like uh, the one he jumped in was on a keg load if he wanted to load a 500 pound keg. Mm-hmm. Just messing around. Don't get all mad at me. Yeah, that's it's a heavy yeah, ass keg. Don't get all mad at me, other. <laughs> yeah. But no, he always will jump in and do it. And then we give him shit because he just got to show up his clients.
1: Hey, have fun. Gotta make
0: sure I'm the best.
2: That's awesome. I'm so much better than you. You're not going to Paris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess we get a we get a little bit. I mean, Shaw jumps in on his own fucking comps.
2: Well, to be fair, he's competing against people that
1: are better than him. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He does lose. Or he just did lose. When Shaw does the
2: competition, he invites people who are better than him. So at least there's
1: that. True, very true. A Little distinction there.
2: It's Wait. not like he invites a bunch of heavyweight amateurs and then jumps in. He's like, oh, I'm oh, so much better than you.
0: You said Shaw. I thought you said Sean. I was like, who the fuck is Sean? Um, yeah, sure. Didn't he win the first? Didn't he win his first?
1: He won the first one and then oh, lost yeah. the second one. What a yeah. flex. Yeah. I'll oh,
2: take my and then, own money. Actually, I think he and did then
1: lost mind. the Rogue Invitational. Yeah,
2: but also the first one. It's not like it was a blowout.
1: Like you was still competing sure. again.
2: Yeah. All great athletes. Mm-hmm.
1: Which? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just don't love the throwing your own competition thing, and like competing in I mean, it.
2: Me neither. But it's not the same as the previous example, is all. No,
1: not at all. Not at yeah. all. That's
2: yeah. like
0: if that's like if I held a comp here, and then got a bunch of people to compete, but then I competed in it just to show how much better I am.
2: First of all, if you held a competition where you are, there would not be a bunch of people competing. In it.
0: <laughs> here, here, like south of me in the, where the everything's at.
2: So uh, There would be like
0: five people that showed up, okay? <laughs>
1: five? I mean, that's and as many people as were competing, I think, at that USS show where the specific pro Beat up on amateurs. Who?
0: Who? <laughs> um, it's whom? Um. Whom? Um, sorry. Sorry. Mm. I'm illiterate. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, but it'd be cooler if you did something like that and put it on yourself. You pick all your best events, you make it super heavy so no one else can do it, and then you show them how much better you are. And instead of waiting and doing every event, in order they do. You just do it as a medley. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: I thought I was watching Bro's Hunts for a second there. <laughs> that's, how,
0: that's how you show average people they will never be as good as you. <laughs> <Not>
1: a <laughs> bad as idea.
3: All,
0: as they all go back to their like normal functioning lives and careers, and you go back to your fantasy world. <laughs>
1: oh we were talking about the bag toss at the Arnold and the records earlier and we totally didn't talk about Darren with the 50 pounds over fucking 18 feet that no
2: 17 feet they failed
1: 18 I thought no he got 18 oh Josh really? failed it yeah oh yeah on his on his because they gave three attempts per height on his third attempt he got it and Josh failed
2: oh okay that is yeah. that then that's awesome
1: yeah yeah that's fucking high man yeah it
2: is my best is six i got 60 over 15 feet and i've gotten 50 over 16 feet a couple times
1: i got 50 over 14 feet with one hand
2: that translates to nothing uh, 28 feet
1: oh (laughs) there you go with two hands yeah you double it right exactly so give give me darren's world record please i'll talk to him about it okay i guess that also falls into somebody throwing an event and competing in their own event but it's a different world
2: (laughs) (laughs) still not quite the same because (laughs) event and not a let me show you how much better i am than
1: the people who also live in yeah i I take yeah. yeah I have no issue with Derek doing that at all. It was awesome.
0: What uh, if you guys could have a world record? What would it be? Ooh, a strongman-
1: map ever
2: taken.
0: A, a strongman related world record.
2: Oh damn!
1: Strongmen uh, take uh, maps. We do. Yes. Well, ma- if log. I could pick
2: one, it would be MacLog. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even close to my best event, but I think that's the coolest. Uh and then second one would be Max Deadlift. Yeah. I think those are like in my opinion, this isn't a knock on anybody. I think max overhead, whether it's log or axle and max deadlift are like the only real records that matter.
1: Ooh. I would want max stone. Either max stone or max log. the only two I care about. I'm not saying they're not impressive.
2: I feel like when I say that matter, I mean that transcend
1: the sport. Are you saying Atlas Stone doesn't matter in strongman? No, I'm saying that
2: transcends the sport. Like people don't and here's why here's why I know this is a hot take. Here's why people don't people outside of strongman don't know who Tom Stoltman is because he has
1: this Atlas Stone record.
2: I know people. Now he's picking time, on an
1: autistic guy. This is not okay.
2: The military. Uh, they know who Eddie Hall is because of his deadlift record. Whether they're powerlifters, whether they're bodybuilders, whether they're strongmen, or whether they just like know what a gym is, they know Eddie Hall because of the time he deadlifted 1,100 pounds. Okay, that's the only thing I'm saying within the sport atlas stone is huge and it's crazy impressive but also like when you look at eddie hall people the the lay person civilians if you will in regards to our earlier conversation uh they're like 1100 pound deadlift that's insane 1100 pounds Mm -hmm. but most people don't really relate to a 500 pound stone load they're like 500 pounds is a lot i couldn't do that but they don't understand because it's a stone like that's actually incredibly hard Mm -hmm. Um, but everybody regardless of whether they deadlifted 135 or 225 or 700 pounds knows that 1100 pound deadlift is just Mm otherworldly that's the only thing that that's the point i'm making
1: yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and it's true. Uh, I mean, it, it's relatable to people on Same a level that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: because people will be like, "I've lifted 100 pounds over my head, and that was hard." And somebody out there lifted like 485 over their head—that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but a person who doesn't understand strength sports looks at the stone load, and they're like, "Oh, it's only 500 pounds. Like, that's less than half of what the deadlift is." It's not a great observation. I just feel like that's the reality.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. <clears throat> it's yeah, definitely the things that people don't do every day are far less relatable. Um, that or like farmers look at it in comparison to like you think like you hear the it's like a three fifty one farmers, but you don't like when like normal people hear that like you don't equate it to being you know. 700 pounds
3: 700
1: yeah
0: that you're just freely carrying and practically running with
1: i think people have a little bit more relation to the farmers than maybe the stones simply because everybody carries as many grocery bags as they fucking can into the house and those are nowhere near 350 pounds
0: that's really hard man.
1: yeah <laughs> i live on the uh, third floor man we're not taking two trips <laughs> Um, yeah, I get what you're saying though. There is a relatability to the deadlift and the overhead for sure. I think the axle too would be more relatable just cause a lot of people, I mean, so many people have questions about the fucking log and like, what is the log weigh? Yeah. Why, what are the handles change when you do it that way? You know? Um,
2: wow. You sounded like a competitor asking about a competition right there. <laughs> what is the exact dimensions of the log? How far are the handles? apart? <laughs>
3: How do you train
1: I mean, nine months? Well, and that's another thing that we run into trying to grow the.
3: During that day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another thing we run into trying to legitimize the sport and grow it's, uh, you know, is that relatability to the events specifically. I think that's why we've seen so many fucking max deadlifts and stuff in the last year or the last multiple years um, and things of that nature. And then. You know, not having a standard to implements at all across the board with logs and you know wood logs and metal logs and custom welded logs and logs of different weights and logs with different handle widths and whatever it is, um, people just have such a hard time relating to that, and that's that's a battle we're going to keep fighting. You know, trying to grow the sport and legitimize it. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily want it to be these are the dimensions you must use for your comps no matter what. Cause that kind of takes away from the grassroots of the sport, but
2: yeah. In my opinion with that, I'm not against standardization in certain areas with the sport, but with implements, I don't think it matters because the general consumer isn't going to know. They may have the questions, but like the, the, the questions i ever have gotten from people who aren't in the sport like as competitors about any op- they just ask how much it weighs mm-hmm. no one has ever asked me how what's the diameter of the log what's the width of the handles they don't sure. even think about that stuff they want to know how much it weighs but they don't mean how much does it weigh empty they're just saying just like when you have a bar loaded up with a bunch of different color plates they just ask me how much does that weigh like they don't mean how much is each plate? Like, are those fifty fives? Are those twenty kilos or forty five? Well,
1: why why are you using rubber plates? Because those aren't real anyway.
2: I didn't say rubber. I said kilo.
1: Oh, I guess a kilo. Okay, you're right. You're right. My bad. I'll take that okay. back. I was thinking so, like, crossfit bumper heat
2: heat plates. So, like, uh, those are the questions that like the 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 consumer, the targeted audience we want is asking. Just, they just want to know what the weight is. So that's why I feel like I love it when competition have weights labeled, like especially ones that are televised, they have everything labeled. But no one, I've never heard somebody like my family, too. I'm the only person in my entire family, cousins, extended family, all that, that is in strong sports. No one has ever asked me like, what's the width of the handles? Sure. Of yeah. the log. They're just like, whoa, how much are you lifting? Um mm-hmm so I don't think the standardization of like specific implements is really necessary because the only people who Justin,
1: sorry, are- I got to comment on how rough that hat is looking, man. You have done some sweat damage to that motherfucker.
0: Well, frankly, won't give me another one. So
1: sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on TJ. Right. Sorry, dad. Didn't mean to cut you off there, but I just, it, it stood out to me. No,
2: that that was it.
1: Um, um, um yeah, you, you make a good point there. That's I mean, you, nobody really questions those things. I guess it's just
0: it's only the competitors who the ones that overanalyze things and whatever that ask all those stupid questions. And really, when it comes down to it, the day of the competition, it doesn't matter because you're all using the same shit anyway. And yeah. most everybody doesn't train on like train on the same thing. Like I trained on a pit bull log and then at Waco, it was whatever 13 inch log that, um, um, Tommy uses and it's really wide handles and it was all different. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to press it. Don't yeah. pick it up, put it above my head, you know? And, uh, and that was my thought process. And, uh, but yeah, like stuff like that, like doesn't matter. Um, maybe like, like the only thing I think that like matters for training for a competition is, like, really, like, knowing... Huh? What? What I don't know. Dan left.
1: Dan just split. He was done. (laughs) (laughs) Out of our shit.
0: I think, like, the only thing that matters for a comp is, like, knowing the events and knowing, like, the weights. Mm You know? And, like, I guess if you have, like, details of, like, the order, like, if it's a medley or something, like, like, yoke to farmers, if you're doing, if it's yoke to farmers or farmers to yoke, you know, you train like that. But as far as, like, what they are, how wide the yoke is, this and that, like, it doesn't matter. Just train to be good at everything, and
2: it won't matter, you know? yeah, even, yeah, even knowing these events, my ideal competition, you tell me how many events there are, and that's
0: it. That's what I've wanted I've always wanted to do that, is have...
1: Yeah. I want one so bad.
0: Where you, like...
2: All
1: mystery events
2: all the time.
0: Right. But you know, like, all you know going into it is it's going to be, like, there's going to be some type of press, some type of deadlift, or, like, squat or something, and, like, medleys. And they don't even tell you that. You just assume it, because that's how they all are. And you show up, and you have a hat to draw out of. And you draw, like, they just have everything there. And you draw an event. They draw it right there in front of you after weigh-ins. And that's when you find out what you're doing. That would be awesome.
1: 24 hours to mentally prepare.
0: Yep. To me, that's a truer test of strength because you don't know what you're going to be doing. You don't know the weights and you like, you're just preparing. Like you're just at that point, you're just training to be strong and athletic and good. And you don't like, and then at that point, the best
1: is going to win that competition. Well, look, I mean, so it's strong, man, right? It's supposed to be who is the strongest man or strongest woman. Uh, it's just like CrossFit is literally who is the fittest man and fittest woman. They don't tell them the events. Exactly. They literally they find the out like, that day, you know, like maybe right the, the day before.
0: Go. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I don't know this is true because I'm not, at least I'm not in the sport or at the games, but I vaguely remember somebody saying, like, at the games, they would find out, like, only a couple hours before the event what it actually was, mm-hmm. and which is – that's really cool to me because it's just like oh, – I think so, too. I don't know what we're going to be doing. Or they introduced, like, a few years ago when they introduced the uh, uh, the pegs at the games,
2: Peg boys, and then yeah. everybody – They were screwed.
0: Yeah, and everybody there, they're just, like, trying to figure out how to do that. Or, or when they were doing the uh, – like, the handstand – Tipping handstand push-ups on rings. Yeah. Whatever that was, like they're all trying to figure it out right before the event. And they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna try it. I don't know. Like that would be so cool to do stuff like that. To where yeah. like you just show up, it's I like, agree. I don't know what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to go back and look at the the viewing numbers um from like the nineties and even the eighties from when they televised all the really like the strongest man, but like when they had really obscure events. I wonder what what those numbers look like, obviously compared to other sporting events and stuff of the time. But I don't think people want to watch people lift weights. They want to see them do crazy shit. Yeah. Like a refrigerator might weigh 400 pounds, it's probably not that heavy, like 250 pounds. But if you're lifting, if you're squatting two refrigerators or deadlifting two refrigerators, that is more impressive even than deadlifting 700 pounds to like a normal viewer, even though it's technically less. Mm-hmm. Because everybody who's ever been in a house knows that refrigerators aren't light, and that's something yeah. they relate to. But that's why the car walk is super cool. Yeah. Um, like a clash, was it? And they had an OSG as well. But that's why people like watching keg toss more than they like watching bag toss. Because mm-hmm. every degenerate has lifted a keg. Mm-hmm. Few people have thrown sandbags other than corn.
0: And a lot of us have done keg stands.
1: <laughs> what do you think? Cr- True. Yeah. I think you made a good point too, Dan, about uh, the the comps and the streams and the shows or whatever, where they have the weights visible. So you can see, and I think that's something that has suffered um, for live streams and stuff for a long time and watchability is that a lot of times people have no idea what the fuck is going on on the screen, Um, as well as scores. Why do we not have a scoreboard of some sort? if not on the screen the whole time, at least in between events or whatever, because sometimes people will, the MCs will do a quick recap, but like you lose track of that so fast, a a visual aid of what's going on in the standings would be huge.
2: Or even a time. I think a a time to beat is probably easier than the score score time. So like, especially with movement or reps to beat rather. Um, So I'm not a live stream. Uh, connoisseur i don't know if that stuff works exactly i just know what the consumer likes and as someone who's both in a sport and knows what like good content is even if it's something i don't want to see a whole scoreboard on the side but maybe just like as the events going and people are going through it a reps to be like what Mm -hmm. what whoever's going what do they have to what time do they have to get Mm
0: -hmm. um like how they do with the world's strongest man and then up in the corner
1: yeah. But, you know, not waiting six months for that show to come out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, and in, in, I think, like, the whole score, keeping the updated score would be hard during events, maybe after each event doing stuff. But, like, as it happens, the people who are doing the live stream are, in theory, at the event. So it's like, what's that time after the first person goes, okay, this is the time to be. Um, And time might be a little bit harder than reps, but if it's reps, it's like you're literally watching, you don't have to be a judge. You just just watch it. What reps do they get? And so you they had
0: that for the the rogue invitational where they have like the time or reps to beat up from the top, and then they're like giving you like the update. And then as soon as it gets beat, then they're like, This is that. And then they have like the whole the competitors who went and then showing their times or reps and everything. So that's cool because then like there's a lot of times when you're watching and, or like even being there watching it and you're just like, I don't know what's going on because there's so much movement that you're just like, I don't know. So I don't know who's winning. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think, I think we would benefit a lot from something like that. Um, As simple as like you're saying with just the time to beat or reps to beat. uh, Maybe we'll pitch the idea to ADL and see if they'll start doing that on some of theirs. Yeah. Justin, what are you doing?
0: I don't know. Um, caveat off that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
2: the NCO is still in you.
0: Be uh, from uh, shit. Speaking of cake stand, did I? T- it reminded me of it, and I can't stop thinking about it now. Did I tell you guys about the time in college when I shut down a party from a cake stand? No. Oh, no. All right, story time. Um. So. Back in college, we went, it was for Halloween, and we went to Ball State uh, because we had some friends there, so we went there to a party. After we all went, like, we went out, guys went, we had, like, group guys, group girls, and somehow we all split up and ended up at all these different parties, got lost, and then somehow ended up running into all each other at the same house party, um, which that was really confusing to all of us but anyway get there and um it was packed like all the way from in the backyard through the house out front people everywhere and in the kitchen they were doing keg stands so um i go in there and they're like holding people up doing like counting and everything and they put somebody down and they're like oh you got like 20 seconds or whatever and i'm like cool what's the time to beat and this dude told me 27 seconds and i'm like yo let's go so they throw me up and I did like 32 seconds and stopped. And this bad Asian dude was like, oh man, you're in second place. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I did 35 seconds. I'm like, why did not you tell me that first? And he's like, well, I didn't want to overwhelm you. And I'm like, shit. All right. So I went out, I went pee, came back in and they threw me back up. And I went 62 seconds. And cause I was like, I'm setting a time that's not going to be beat. And, uh, they dropped me. As soon as they set me down, it was coming right back out. And (laughs) I went going out. So we're in the kitchen and there's a back door right behind me. Instead of going out the back door, I try to make it out the front door, which I have to cut through the dining room, room, living room, all the way out. And so I can feel it. I'm just like, I threw up like cold, it was still like cold, just straight beer in my mouth, swallowed it down. And I remember I looked over and because it was Halloween and there was Freddie and Scooby next to me, uh, like Scooby-Doo, you know? And I'm like, oh shit. And I turned and I sprayed, like it it came, I couldn't stop it. You just sprayed beer on the wall, on the door. And then the girl who was hosting the party, I don't know if she was supposed to be slutty kitchenware or what, but she had like, (laughs) she had a pan on her back and like just a thong or something. And I threw up on her from head to toe, just soaked her. And I went outside and kept throwing up in the bushes. And I hear, I see the lights come on and I hear screaming and this girl's in there. She, she's like, get the fuck out of my house. I don't care if you live here or what, everybody get the fuck out. Screaming, losing it. And then people like coming out and they're like, yeah, man, some guy just threw up on her. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, all our friends come out and my girlfriend at the time comes up to me and she's like, she wasn't around, but she knew she's like, she came up and she's like, you. I'm like, Mm-mm. she's like, it was you, wasn't it? I'm like, yeah, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep. Wow. So wow. <laughs> one of my finer moments.
1: Wow, indeed. Well, uh, I feel like that seems like a good spot to wrap this one up on. <laughs> Um, unless you guys have anything else you wanted to cover i think i'm out of stuff no i don't think so okay that's
0: all i got
1: all right (laughs) we'll uh we'll get some good topics from people and uh for the next one have a an itinerary planned Mm, i think we uh we had a pretty good one at least for the first half of this
2: (laughs) (laughs) talking about college stories
1: Yeah, yeah yeah cool that was pretty good. I wasn't expecting you to have a girlfriend at the end of that story. <laughs> uh, <sighs> there was a few twists in there. It was a good story.
0: Plus was actually, even better. That was the weekend after I got arrested.
1: <laughs> Tune in for- next time to find out why Justin got God. arrested. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh.
1: Oh, man. I'm going to stop recording.
3: Okay.